0: Thank <laughs>
1: Practicing, slacking, cool cast. I'm your strategy money. You can call me Gideon if you want to. My new perry Rice, no braces, and me are doing fine. Hope everyone's enjoying their weekend, and hope we're gonna talk about the playoffs, the playing matches that's gonna go, going on soon. The playoffs begin next Saturday. Hope everyone's doing safe, doing soundly. Hope everyone's surviving through the pandemic. But before we get into the topic, we lost a tragic person so we lost a friend my i'm sorry and dwayne haskins he used to play for ohio state he used to play for the pittsburgh steelers he was 24 years old rest in peace to dwayne haskins former heisman trophy winner he he, he died in a car accident earlier today rest in peace man he was a great guy he, he would was, he was have a great future in the nfl who's working out with, more, with nfl teams So, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. It's so heartbreaking and crushing that he had a great future for him. And for his life to be taken away, snatched away like that, it was really, really devastating, really devastating. Oh, my advice for people, always live your life to the fullest. You never know when your life can be taken away. Always stay healthy, love your loved ones, get treat people with kindness, respect, and and always trust God. So rest in peace, Haskins. So with that, and condolences to the Haskins family. So with that, let's get started to the future playing and playoff matchups, though. So when you look at the standings in each conference, Miami clinched the number one seed when Milwaukee knocked off Boston on thursday and toronto put philadelphia into extinction so that means that miami has the best record in the eastern conference though milwaukee's the number two seed in the east boston is number three philly's number four toronto who is surging who's hotter than a sauna right now won three in a row they're right under the he- heels at five chicago who is sliding off the face of the earth have lost four in a row the number six and you look at the, the the deadly playing tournament, Brooklyn's number 7, Cleveland, who's in a free fall, they're number 8, At Atlanta's number 9, Charlotte's number 10. If you look at the Western Conference, the Shining Suns are number 1 franchise record, 64 wins. They overcame a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter against Utah. Golden State, excuse me, Memphis is number 2, 55 wins. They can tie a franchise record at 56 wins with a win tonight, over New Orleans. And John Morant might play tonight from his knee soreness. Um, Golden State's number three, trying to hold off Dallas for number four. uh, Utah and Denver are tied for fifth and sixth respectively. Minnesota is number seven, and the L.A. Clippers are number eight. So the T-Wolves and the Clippers will meet each other at the Twin Cities (coughs) on Tuesday night at Minnesota on TNT, and you got the Pelicans and the Spurs, nine and ten respectively. If the Pelicans win tonight, or the Spurs lose one more game, the Pelicans will host the Spurs on Wednesday night in New Orleans. So the playing tournament goes as follow: the seven and eight play one game for the seven seed. The nine ten play one game for the nine seed. The loser a seven and eight Played a winner of nine and ten. Who wins that portion of that would play the eight seed of the playing. Here's why I think about that playing tournament format I don't mind the idea of the playing, I just don't like the format. Personally, for me, I would have the eight seed and nine seed have the same regular season record and season series record at two games apiece then we can have the play in to make it easier because the whole seven eight nine ten matchup i think it's a little bit too confusing so if you want to know the whole playing tournament scenario the seven and eight play one game for seven whoever wins that game gets seven who loses that game play the winner of nine ten to see who gets the eight c so that's the playing tournament scenarios so if you look at the nba news what's going on Right now, Milwaukee's the number two seed, Boston's number three, and Philadelphia's number four. So that means is that if Milwaukee knocks off um, Cleveland, yeah, if Milwaukee knocks off Cleveland, they would clinch the number two seed and play the seventh seed. If somehow they lose to Cleveland, if Boston knocks off Memphis, Boston would get the number two seed. Since they'll get the number two seed. Philadelphia on the other end is only a game and a half up on Toronto. If Philadelphia somehow loses the next two games to Indiana, who they're going to be playing in a few minutes, to are at 1 o'clock against Indiana at home. If they lose to Indiana and Detroit and Toronto beats New York, Toronto get home court advantage since the Raptors beat the Sixers three out of four times. But, if the Sixers win one of the next two games or the Raptors lose to the Knicks, the Sixers will get, will clinch home court advantage and will have a shot to get a top three seed in the Eastern Conference though. For Philadelphia to get a top three seed in the East though, Philadelphia will have to win both of their home games against Indiana and Detroit and need Milwaukee or Boston to lose tomorrow to finish in the top three. If, if, th- if neither of those things happen, Philly will be having to date with Toronto this next weekend for the playoffs, though. So that's with that. So that's what were the two, three, and four matchup, though. If you look at the play-in match, if you look at the seeding fight in the Western Conference, though... <laughs> oh, sorry. If you look at the play-in matchup in the Easter Conference, though, you have Brooklyn, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Cleveland due to the death in the Easter Conference, though. Brooklyn knocked off Cleveland by, by the score of 118-107 at home. Right now, Brooklyn's the seventh seed and control their own destiny over the slumping Cavaliers, though. The Hawks blew a golden opportunity against the Heat, blowing a six-point lead in the fourth quarter, losing 113-109 in Miami. So Atlanta so Atlanta, right now is the number nine seed in the Eastern Conference. The Hornets demolished the Bulls last night in Chi-Town, so the Hornets right now are number 10, and the Cavs have dropped to eight. Cleveland's lost eight out of the last 10. They started off 35-21. and 21. But Cleveland's lost 17 out of 25. The Cavs had a seven-point lead in the third quarter, but bad shots, late closeouts, KD just turned on the Jets, and they paid a serious price. And now the Cavs lost the season series three out, three out of four to the Nets. And now Cleveland is the number eight seed in the Easter Conference. So if you look at the play-in scenarios, here, Brooklyn owns the tiebreaker over Atlanta and Cleveland because they beat Atlanta two out of three times, the Nets, and beat the Cash three out of four times. But they lost the tiebreaker, the Nets, to the Hornets because Charlotte beat Brooklyn two out of three times. Dope. So, you, the, the, so that's with that. Cleveland, on the other end, lost the tiebreaker to Atlanta, Brooklyn. And also lost the tiebreaker, They even Steven, the season series to Charlotte, two games apiece. But they lost a tiebreaker. They would lose a tiebreaker to Charlotte due to conference record, due to division record. So here's how it's it's followed. If Brooklyn and Cleveland both lose tomorrow and Atlanta and Charlotte both take care of business and win tomorrow, it's a four-way tie. Meaning that the Nets will be the seven seed, the Hawks will be the eight seed, the Hornets will be the nine, and the Cavs will be the ten. If the Nets lose, if the Nets excuse me, if the Nets win tomorrow, but the Cavs lose and the Hawks and Hornets win, it's a three-way tie for eight, and it'll be the same order. For the most part. It will be Nets 7, Cavs um, 8, Hawks 9, Hornets 10. But here's the cool crazy part. If the Cavs win, if they somehow shock the champions. Salute, salute, Lewis. How you doing, man? Salute, man. Subscribe to my man, Lewis Sports Network. Subscribe. He has amazing... Content amazing content. Subscribe to this channel though. It's okay, Lou. It's okay, Lou. You're doing fine, man. It's, I understand, man. I understand you're busy a little bit. I understand though. Housework is very, very important, man. Housework is very important though. You, you, you're welcome, Lou. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for trying to come in. So, if you look at the whole playoff scenarios, if the Cavs beat the Bucks, right and the Nets somehow lose to the Pacers, and the Hawks and Hornets take care of business, the Cavs will be the 7th seed, the Nets will be the 8th seed, the Hawks will be the nine, and the Hornets will be the ten. If the Nets lose tomorrow, and the Hawks lose tomorrow, and the Hornets win, the Hornets will get the 8th seed, and the Nets will play the Hawks in a 9-10 play-in. So that's a scenario... Itself, when you look at the Eastern Conference, though, if I have to guess, why so things gonna be seven, eight, nine, ten? I think Brooklyn beats Indiana, which means there'll be seven. I think Milwaukee beats Cleveland. I think Atlanta beats Houston, meaning that Atlanta will get nine, and I think that Charlotte will beat Washington. And if that were the case, then that means that Charlotte would. Host Cleveland in the playoffs, so I, I have a feeling that Cleveland could drop to ten if they're not careful, though. Because there's reasons why the Cavs are struggling. I understand the injuries of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Mobley came back last night after missing, um, after missing the past five games. But the Cavs still have had some bad losses: the Pistons twice, the ma- the Magic recently, the Rockets. You got to beat the team you're supposed to beat, now in this quagmire. So. That's the thing, though. If you look at the 2-3-4 in the Eastern Conference, if I have to guess, I think Milwaukee clinches the 2. I think Philadelphia gets the 3. And I think Boston drops the 4. I think Boston loses to Memphis tomorrow. I think Milwaukee's going to take care of Cleveland, mean they'll get 2. And I think Philadelphia wins today against Indiana, and they beat Detroit at home. So I think... Boston's gonna be playing against Toronto. And here's the bad news if you're the Celtics. Jalen Brown is not vaccinated. In Canada, the vaccine mandate is not lifted. Jalen Brown cannot play in Toronto. So if you're the, the Celtics, you have to win in, in if you're the Celtics, you have to win in Memphis tomorrow. So you don't have to deal with that situation, though. You don't need to deal with that situation against the Raptors. So that's that. So if you look at the Western Conference. If you look at the Western Conference fight, you have the Warriors trying to hang on tight to that three, so trying to grip it hard, trying to grip it hard at the number three seed over the, over the surging Mavs. And if you look at the Dallas Mavericks, the Mavericks have been red hot. They've won three in a row. The Warriors have cranked things on. They've won three in a row without the chef. they recently killed the Lakers, though. They beat the Jazz being down by 21. They destroyed the Kings and blew the Lakers out. So the Warriors are starting to turn things around. Klay Thompson's not starting to light up the fuse. So good win for the Warriors being the Lakers and being the Kings. And salute, G man. How you doing, man? Salute, 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 man. Knows his basketball. Great guy. Salute, man. How you doing? so? Salute, salute. So with that. For Golden State to clinch the number three seed, they would have to win tonight at the Alamo in San Antonio. Yeehaw! They would have to win tonight in San Antonio and either win in New Orleans tomorrow on TNT or Dallas to lose to San Antonio at home for them to clinch the three seed. If, If somehow the Warriors and the Mavericks finish with the same record, The Warriors and the Mavs, the Mavericks will have the number three seed because Dallas beat Golden State three out of four times, though, if you look at the standings, though. So that means that – and Luka Doncic may not even play tomorrow because he got his 16th technical foul when he got hot-headed We was trying to draw a foul, shooting three at the end of the first quarter against Portland. So if you look at the standings in the Western Conference. So the Warriors – Thank thank you, G-Man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate your um your kind words, man. Thank you, man. So that means is if that means is that the Warriors, if they they can't they have to have a better record than the Mavs. If they tie with the Mavericks, the Mavs will get the number three since they beat them three out of four times though. So that's that. If you look at the fifth and sixth in the in the same conference in the West, Utah and Dallas are even Steven due to death trying to get the fifth, though. Utah <laughs> gagged a fifth gagged a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter against Phoenix. They get blasted 36 to 13 in the fourth quarter. The Utah Jazz look like the Utah ass in the fourth quarter. Went three for twenty in the fourth quarter. Forced up some horrible fadeaway shots, not attacking the teeth of the D. Late closeouts in the fourth quarter, though, it was just a rough fourth quarter by the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell had a bagel with cream cheese. Went scoreless in the fourth quarter, went 0 for 6 in the fourth. The Jazz get outscorers 36 to 13 in the fourth quarter. Tough loss for Utah. They would have clinched the fifth seed had they won last night, but instead they they had a tough loss and they're tied with the Nugs and Denver is hosting the L.A. Lakers tomorrow at Ball Arena at the Mile High City, while Utah is playing the Portland Trail Blazers, who who have been garbage, have lost 10 in a row, and they're tanking. If you have to bet your money, bet on the Jazz clinching the fifth seed. But I will say this. If somehow Utah were to lose tomorrow and Denver beats L.A., Denver gets the fifth seed. If Utah wins tomorrow... Or Denver loses to LA, Utah. The Jazz get the fifth seed because the Jazz swept the Nuggets for nothing in the season series. So that's with that. So that's with that there. So bad loss for the Jazz at home. The Suns get their sixty fourth win of the season. Phoenix was slumping a little bit, losing three out of the last four games, three straight road losses, but they had a huge win on the road. Win the 64th 64th game, they won the 63rd game, which is a franchise record when they destroyed when they blew the Lakers out. So good win for the Suns. Franchise record 32 road wins for them. They host the Kings tomorrow. Good win for them. Outscored the Jazz 36-13. Mikael Bridges was huge. Eight big points in the fourth quarter. Torrey Craig eight big points in the fourth. Devin Booker 30 plus. Chris Paul. 16 point double double 16 assists was doing a good job f- bounce passing cuts with mikhail bridges backdoor cuts. It was a great win for the Suns, and it's just a bad loss for the Jazz. The Jazz have blown some big leads this season, though. Like 25 point lead to the Clippers, 21 point lead to the Warriors, 17.4 score lead to the Suns. It's just a bad, it's just a bad loss for the Utah Jazz. And a game that I'm intrigued by tonight, that I'm looking to watch tonight, to me, it's the Warriors and the Spurs. That seems like a good game tonight, because this could be Greg Popovich's final home game in San Antonio. Because think about it, if the Spurs lose tonight, or the Pelicans win in Memphis, the Spurs have to fly to New Orleans, though. And Pop has had a great career in San Antonio. Amazing career with Greg Popovich, 1,000-plus uh, wins with the San Antonio Spurs. If you look at Greg Popovich's career as a head coach for the San Antonio Spurs, you can't deny his career. I mean, look at it. Five championships, three Coach of the Year awards, four All-Star Game head coach, all four hosted four All-Star games as a head coach. Multiple wins, he's done a great job with the San Antonio Spurs, a thousand plus wins. This tonight could be Greg Popovich's final game in San Antonio, and you can watch that game on NBA TV. Same thing with the Pelicans and Grizzlies on NBA TV. So keep that in mind. And by the way, the Spurs have been the Warriors two games this season. They beat him in Golden State when Keldon Johnson had the game-winning putback and the they beat him in Golden State twice, by the way. They beat him in Golden State twice, and then the Warriors overcame a 17-point deficit in San Antonio when Jordan Poole hit the clutch time three to give them the lead. So that was a game. So boom, that was a good win for the Warriors there. But a team that's been really sliding off is the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls have slid off the face of the earth. They have lost four in a row, all at home, by at least 10-plus or more. And what's killing the Bulls into why they're getting thrashed is the fact that they're shooting around 28% from three the last few games from downtown. I mean, look at it. Against Miami, they were 9 for 34 from three against Miami. Against the Heat. They were 9 for 34 from three against the Heat. If you look against um, the Bucks, though, the Rosen did have forty, but it didn't feel an impactful forty points though, because it felt that he was scoring points when they were getting blown out, and they didn't do a good job clogging the paint. They didn't do a good job scoring the point. The Bulls shot nine for thirty-three from downtown again against the Bucks. They the Bucks had twenty-five free throws. The Bulls had thirteen. The Bucks had ten more assists than the Bulls. The the the. The Bucks had 54 points in the paint really because Brooke Lopez was scoring the block. Bulls had 42 points in the paint. So that's what's going... That's Chicago right now, Chicago-Milwaukee. If you look at the game against Boston on Wednesday recently... Against uh, Boston, they got destroyed by 25 points against the Celtics, against the surging Celtics. The, the Bulls shot 7 of 23 from downtown. They they lost the fast break battle 16-6 because of Jalen Brown going to the hole at well. It's been a mess in Chicago. The Bulls started off red hot. They were 26-10 for a span, but it's just been a mess. They got smacked around by the Charlotte Hornets who put a sting on them, put them in the swarm. And here's what's crazy. They allowed the Hornets to shoot 61% from the field. 48% 48% from downtime, 19 threes made by the Hornets. The Bulls shot, the Bulls did shoot well from three, 13 for 24 from three, but they did a horrible job closing out the shooters. LaMelo Ball had 24 in the first half. And he was going to the racket, well, hit an open three at to the top of the key. The Hornets had 34 assists. And what helped the Hornets, they had 62 points, 62 pain points over the Bulls' 48. The Bulls are just struggling. They lost four straight home games by at least 10-plus or more. They lost by 16 to the Hornets, 25 to the Celtics. They lost by 18 to the Heat and 21 to the Bucks. So... The bulls right now have looked horrible as of late. They're limping going to the playoffs. I know losing Lonzo Ball is gonna hurt their defense and playmaking, but that's an issue right now that the Bulls have to have to fix going into the playoffs. Either way, they either they're gonna be the sixth seed. Either way, they're either gonna be flying to Boston, they're either gonna be flying to Milwaukee, or they're either gonna be flying to um Philadelphia. By the way, the Bulls are in the playoffs for the first time since 2017 when they played the Celtics and lost in six games. They were up 2-0 in that series, and then the Celtics won four in a row. But the Bulls are a good team, and they will be a tough out because they're athletic, they're quick. But the Bulls just need to just turn things around. But a team that we have to watch out for is the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors have just surprised... Everyone, they have forty-eight wins. They they only won twenty-seven games last year, so they had twenty-one plus more wins. Last night, they overcame a twenty-four-point hole against the horrible Houston Rockets, and Pascal Siakam has just been a has just been stupendous. Spicy P is cooking. Spicy P had twenty-nine points, twelve rebounds. Seven assists. I love how he's attacking the basket, explaining mismatches at one on one, hitting the mid range shot. He can stretch the floor from three, showing the IQ. I love how Spicy P's done great. And another thing, too, Gary Trent hit the game winner. Um, He had 26 points. Kim Birch gave you eight. Scotty Barnes had 16. Scotty Barnes making a good case for himself as salute, still Knicks fans. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you, how you doing, man? Salute, salute! Thank you, man. Subscribe to my subscribe to Still Knicks fan. And Scottie Barnes has a great case of potentially being coached. Excuse me, of being Rookie of the Year. Scottie Barnes has a great case of being Rookie of the Year. He's been phenomenal this season with his IQ, ball movement. He can stretch the floor. He's been phenomenal this season, athletic. And the Raptors will be a tough out, though. The Raptors will be a tough out, and they will be a team that you don't want to sleep on come playoff time, though, because they're a team that knows how to clog the paint. When you have Boucher, um, Siakam can block shots. Scotty Barnes can block shots too. Also, here's what's crazy: they've not been healthy. Fred Van Fleet missed games. OG Ananobi has missed games. This team is going to be a, is, a, is going to be tough. They have good, they're good ball handlers. Gary Trent hit big shots for them. Thaddeus Young has been serviceable. He can stretch the floor. Good veteran presence. He had 14 off the bench last night. And Nick Nurse has done a great job. And Nick Nurse has done a great job coaching his team. And I love his adjustment. He doesn't overplay his starters, though. Doesn't overplay his starters, though. So you got to appreciate what the Raptors have done. And the Raptors are only a game and a half behind the Sixers. If somehow Philadelphia were to lose to Indiana today and Detroit tomorrow at home, and Philly, excuse me, Toronto beats New York tomorrow. The Raptors host the Sixers for home court advantage. Wouldn't that be something? would that be spicy? And remember, Matisse Steible cannot play at home, cannot play in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. He cannot play in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. So that's big for Philly because he's your best, he's your best current defender, though. He's your best current defender you got if you're the 76ers. So if anyone wants to come to join the
0: show,
1: uh, join the panel, I send you the link in the chat and I want to come join the panel. Hit the link in the chat if one wants to come and we can chop it up though so yeah so I'm seeing that it's been, it's gonna be a fun juicy playoffs it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing hope everyone is gonna have fun hope everyone is gonna enjoy the playoffs though and I think we're gonna have some fun fun matchups though if I had to choose a play-in matchup, I would love to see. A play-in matchup I would love to see is Atlanta and Brooklyn. That seems like a fun matchup. You have Trae Young versus KD, you know, going head-to-head. Trey Young dishing the rock, trying to score on him. So saucy with that dribble. get stretch from way downtown. Can shoot the three. And you have Durantula, colder than ice, though. Can get to the rack at will, can hit the mid range, so th- that'll be great though. That will be fun though, and don't forget, recently the Hawks beat the Nets when Durant had a double nickel recently. So you got so we got to keep an eye on that. In the Western Conference, it uh, the T Wolves and Clippers playing will be interesting. Because you have the T-Wolves trying to get into the playoffs for the first time since 2018 when they lost to the Rockets in five. The T-Wolves are very athletic and quick. They love to shoot the three. Anthony Edwards recently had a 49-point explosion against the Spurs. Salud Nice recently had a 49-point explosion against the San Antonio Spurs. I felt he was just jacking up a bunch of bad threes at the end of that game rather than just going to the bathrooms trying to get 50. And also... The T-Wolves are a team that looks, are good on ball defense, especially Pat Beverly, though. And D'Angelo Russell is an underrated passer. He can get to the hole. He can hit the mid-range shot. He can create his own shot, get the three. That's all of that. And Lewis has a good point. If Steve Nash is the head coach and the Nets do not defend with intensity, they're an early playoff exit. You can make an argument and possibly play in exit. If they get the wrong matchup, like the Hornets... You can make an argument, Lou, because the Hornets are a team is very quick, very speedy, and they share the ball very well. So you can make an argument. They're very quick and very speedy, though. And LaMelo Ball has IQ, though. That's what I love about the Hornets. And Scary Terry is due into lineup defuse and Miles Bridges. That's a high flyer, good ball handler. P.J. Washington can shoot threes. Daniels can shoot threes. Gordon Hayward might come back. And he, he's came, he came back games ago. He can shoot threes, get to the basket, and James Borrego's job is on the line because he needs to get this team to the playoffs. The Hornets haven't been to the playoffs in 2016, so that's the thing with the Nets. And also, the Nets have turned things around. They have won three in a row. They beat the Rockets. They beat the Knicks being down by 21, and then they overcame a 7.0 against the uh, Cavaliers. And I noticed that the Nets are starting to share the ball a little bit better. I'm, I'm starting to see the Brooks start to share the ball a little bit better, though. So that's the thing with Brooklyn, though. If I had to guess, I think the Nets get the seven seed. I think the Cavs get the eight seed. I think the Cavs get in barely. I think the Hawks finish nine. And I think the Hornets finish 10. I just think that the Cavs still have enough defense. I know the interior defense is weakened without <laughs> salute man. How you doing?
0: What's good, G Money?
1: How you doing, man? so s- how you doing, man? So, how's everything feeling, man?
0: Hey, all is good. Uh, I'm still at a location undisclosed. <laughs> mm, right, I'm not right. home right now, but you know, I, I saw you were on and I had the opportunity to jump on with you, and right. I just want to shout shout you out. Uh, you're doing great things, brother. So, thank you, you know, thank you. Keep keep doing what you're doing, bro. Keep doing thank doing. you, thank you.
1: Thank you, thank you. And Lewis has a great point. The only concern for the Hornets, who will be the go-to guy down the stretch of the big game and if they they were to play Brooklyn. And playing the playoffs are a new season because the play-in is a one-game-or-die if you're 9 or 10. If you're 7 or 8, you have – two. if you're 7 or 8, it's a little bit different. So, yeah, that's true because if you get the wrong matchup, you might be done. So, G-Man, what do you think about this whole play-in and playoffs coming
0: up? So, you know, I, I applaud, you know, the teams that were almost there at the cusp of making the playoffs. I think the play-in is a great opportunity for someone to to uh, squeak um, and, in and show that uh, the, the, uh, they have the opportunity to, uh, to move forward in, in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, the, the top seeds are the top seeds. You know, right. you, you still have to have personnel in your organization to be able to go up against these these high highfalutin <laughs> teams that, mm-hmm. that that are in the top seas, right? But I believe in the Cinderella story. I do. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I, I I am uh, reminiscent in what what my Tar Heels just did in in March Madness. Right? Nobody expected Tar Heels to make make it to the championship. Nobody. Yeah. So you know. March Madness is a little different. That's you, you Yeah, that's it's
1: the one game, game thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one game. It, uh, you just got to be better than the team you're against one game. NBA is a little bit different. But mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, if, if you have the heart, desire, and determination, you can accomplish great things at the end of the day.
1: Right, 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 right. What I want to ask you, what play-in matchup do you want to see? Play-in matchup.
0: Mm. I'm going to have to go back to my drawing board because I haven't really, to be honest, I haven't really been watching the play-ins. When it,
1: no, the no, race. no, I'm no. Like, the pl- oh, sorry, right, right.
0: No, I'm saying I, I, I really don't know who's in the play-in right now.
1: Well, it, well if you look at the stands, the play-in, Brooklyn's number seven, Cleveland's number eight, Atlanta's number nine, and Charlotte's number 10. So everything stayed the same. Brooklyn will host Cleveland in a 7-8 game. Atlanta will host Charlotte in a 9-10 game. Remember, the playing goes as follows: 7-8 play one game for 7. 9-10 play one game for 9. The loser of 7-8 played a winner of 9-10 to get the eighth seed. So right. that's the playing tournament, though. So, so yeah.
0: I, I believe I believe Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. will, will come out on top. Just I, I, you can't bet against Kevin Durant. Nice. I mean, you just can't. Um, but I think the sleeper in all this is going to be Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really believe that 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 young young core they got out there. The, the boys are balling for sure. Mm-hmm. They have right. nothing to lose. So I, I'm I'm betting on in, in the play-in. I'm betting on Brooklyn and and, and Charlotte.
1: Wow, Brooklyn and Charlotte. Wow. And speaking of Brooklyn and Charlotte, well, for us to, well, if you look at the scenarios between everyone, if Brooklyn and Cleveland both lose their games tomorrow and Atlanta and Charlotte both win their games tomorrow, it's a four-way tie. Brooklyn gets seven, Atlanta gets eight, Charlotte nine, Cleveland ten. If the Nets beat the Pacers tomorrow, the Cavs lose to the Bucks, the Hawks beat the Rockets, and the Hornets beat the Wizards, it's a three-way tie for eighth. That would mean that the Cavs would drop. To that means that the Cavs would drop. The Hawks would get the eight seed. The Hornets would get will go a little bit higher because of conference because of division record, conference right. and all that. And all of that, yeah, it's a little bit confusing. I know, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's it's confusing. It's, this whole mumble jumble stuff. I don't know. If the Cavaliers somehow beat the Bucks and the Nets were to have a horrible loss to the Pacers and the Hawks and the Hornets win, the Cavs will host the Nets for seven and eight. The Hawks will host the Hornets for nine and ten. But if somehow the Nets were to lose to the Pacers. And if the Cavs have to beat the Bucks anyway, so for the Nets to drop out of the seven and eight, the Cavs will have to win tomorrow. Right. The Nets will have to lose to the Pacers, which I don't think that's going to happen. And the Hawks will have to lose to the Rockets, which I don't think that's going to happen. And the Hornets will have to beat um, the Wizards. That'll be unbelievable. So yeah, this is kind of confusing because it's all the conference records, division records, season. (laughs) Special. A new special alert. What's the new special? What's that? I wonder what's that new special going on, though?
0: My bad. I had to go get me a. Oh! We, need, we, need, we, need, we need breaking news.
2: Sorry to interrupt. I gotta hold on. Breaking news. Did you know Obi Toppin has career high scoring? G-Man, the floor is yours. I had to break that up because I got to see your enthusiasm.
0: So, so, so BX, I, I, I actually went out on, on my uh, Twitter stream and I put out there, where are all the old behaviors? I'll wait. I'm just waiting for them. I'm waiting for them. But you know what? I, I'm not the person to say, I told you so. But guess what, America? I told you so.
1: Mm-hmm. I told
0: you. Y- y'all didn't want to listen, but but now you see. Give the Mm -hmm. young man an opportunity, and you see what's produced. Right? We always said Ob needs a point guard, and the dude that's filling that void right now is none other. Now I'm going to be the first to tell you, I had my criticisms about one Mister Emmanuel Quickly. I did. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. But and however, the chemistry between those two is undeniable. Right? Quickly has the ability to find Ob in. I'm not not even looking. I'm like, where in the hell is quickly throwing this ball to? But then, Obi is on the other end with his hand up, like, give it to him. You know what I'm saying? I I am happy to see what's going on with the chemistry between those two. And if if whomever the powers to be are, keep those two together. Keep them in the game together. And you will see great things to come. I'm 100% a believer in what's going on right now. Now, what will happen is, if people don't realize what's going on, they can ruin a good thing. You, you, you take quickly mm-hmm. out, and you put a... Right. So, all season we go out and get whomever at point guard, right? Or, you got quickly out the game, you got Burks running the point, and is Burks really looking for quickly like that? Or is Burks trying to get his shot to get his next contract?
1: He won his on shot.
0: You know what I'm saying? I, come on, man. Look, this, this is this is elementary basketball. If you've never played basketball, if you've never watched basketball, this is easy thing to to adjust to. You got two dudes that have chemistry. And oh by the way, the chemistry and energy that they bring makes the team better. Did you see the enjoyment on on um When when uh uh what's my man named Deuce came in the game? Mm
1: -hmm. Did you
0: see the energy when they they brought this kid Hunt in from from the G League? Energy, bruh. I mean, happy, happy faces, chest bumps, high fives all around. Even now, even my man Hip Rider, Miss the Frenchman, had a had a new attitude because of who he was playing with. I'm like, oh my god. But you know what. I'm not gonna turn this into an Obi Toppin show, but thank you, BF, yeah, for allowing me to that's shout OB-TOP. out my man, one Mister Obadiah Toppin. That's 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 my that's my dude. Y'all know that. That's my. If I was home right now, I'd be sporting my jersey in the reverse with Toppin's name all over it for sure. Obi
1: was for awesome, sure. man. Was yeah, awesome. That's yeah. why
0: I had to do the breaking news
2: interruption. I was prepping my other program, but I said I gotta Thank come God, you, need awesome. your, you need your pound of flesh with Obi Toppin. As long as I um I know you myself, huge fans of Obi Toppin. Um Absolutely. big time. You know, we believe in the kid, we know the talent. Mm-hmm. He's always been there. It's good to see that he, you know, career high, 30, 36 points. Uh that's 30 five. 35. 35, 35. Okay. Um, phenomenal. The way he's shooting the three ball in confidence. Mm-hmm. He just takes it, you know, like five or seven from three point land. Um, the way he just runs and guns, it's and I, I don't know if you, if you recall, I've been saying we need low post scoring, we need yes. someone who's going to go to the low post and score. Obi, we give me the freaking ball, give me the ball down to the post, and he's either going to score or he or I trust him to pass the ball out to the wing, and and now the wing defenders could hit those three. I, 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 I'm ecstatic, I'm happy, you know, that um, he's playing. I'm happy that he's getting the opportunity and he's putting egg on David O's face, you know, both oh, yeah. him and the manga quickly.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know what? I, I saw a thing the other day. I don't know. I don't remember where I was at, but the, the question was if Tibbs had the the foresight to play this young guy more minutes. So I'm not saying, now, I, I'm a realist, right? So what you're not mm-hmm. going to do, you're not going to start Obi over Julius. That, that's just not
1: right, right. That would be disrespectful, right?
0: Exactly. But but what you can do, you go to Julius Randle and be like, hey, Juju, check this out. When you're not on and to keep me from playing you 45 minutes a night or 40 minutes a night, um, let me give this young fellow a little bit of burn because I've seen, you know, when you're not available and he's on the court, it's a it's a different dynamic to what we got going on. I think we can be successful. Be adult enough to have that conversation. And right. if you are Julius Randle, if you were Julius Randle and if you want what's best for the team, your response would be absolutely coach, let's let's make this thing happen. Yeah, what can I do to help grow Obi Toppin to be the person that we drafted him to be? That's easy for me. But you know, I'm not Tom Thibodeau. If I was, we wouldn't be sitting at home outside of the playoffs or the play You know Tell what I'm saying? Tell me about it. We wouldn't.
2: Yeah. And and to your point. I'm not only just in Julius Randall, I'm gonna help the other. I'm not going to, I'm not gonna I'm not here to help Obi Toppin flourish. I'm just being mm-hmm. a devil's advocate. But mm-hmm. okay, coach, you're gonna play less my minutes, but you're gonna play, okay. I'm I'm all for it. But guess what now? Now I'm Julius Randle. If I'm twenty, am I'm playing 30 minutes, guess what? I'm gonna make it the most A plus 30 minutes. Yes. It better, it's the, ever. So I'm yes. gonna be a my havoc, a problem for thirty minutes. Not, I have to pace myself because I got to play forty-two minutes.
0: Exactly. You
2: know? yeah, and exactly. now you get the best of yeah. both worlds because okay, you want, you know what, you you want to give my minutes to him? I'm gonna show you in, in in a short spurt that I'm even greater, and I'm gonna go all out because I don't have to spend. I gotta, I don't have to. It, it, it could be a sprint, not a marathon. And,
0: exactly.
2: and I don't think, gasp, grasp why one a Julius didn't uh, agree with it. Or or didn't fall into that, and why they didn't see that way it was presented, or whatever. Or maybe he did, and he was nah, screw that. I want to be on the floor because you know when we're players, we never want to leave the floor. Yeah, we think you, it, you want the be the really we are, we're gonna we, you know, we ha- we're a hands-on person. You know, you got to have hands-on on everything, but that's not gonna get done right. So maybe that's you're right. And,
0: and, and BXG money. I would say this, right? I would say that I, I believe that at some point last year's success was a detractor for what Julius was this year. So once I'm I'm voted most improved, then it's all about me. Now, the name on the back of the jersey is greater than the name on the front of the jersey. So that's when we start going downhill, right? So at, at, at some point, to your point, uh, if I'm selling Julius on this idea, hey, Julius, check this out. We're talking regular season. I mm-hmm. need to have you fresh for when we make the postseason and everything that we're doing up until this point is for us to be able to make the postseason. But the what we have seen and what's true today is if I'm and I'm not trying to blame this all on Julius Randle, but he is a huge huge uh, proponent as to how our season went this year. If you are yeah. on the court and you are not a team player, you are taken away from the chemistry of the team. Have you ever gone to work you have a mm-hmm. job. You go to work. You hate your job, and you're hey. there. Oh my god! Oh my god!
1: Finally, oh my god. what's going on? Welcome <laughs> to the G Money Hoop Show. Coming soon, Cade. Welcome, hard, to, welcome, everybody. welcome to the X One
2: Hello, how are you?
1: <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna come back in. I'm gonna try and come back in. Hold All on. Right. That's
2: cornerstone. Oh, so course. we, have to, that, that, we are blessed are. today with the pod couple on the beautiful network. <laughs> what a treat. I didn't leave. when I woke up this morning. I didn't even think about I was gonna be blessed on the network. That's cool. I mean, I mean, this let's hope cornerstone gets his technical yeah.
0: working right, yeah. but I, I'm
2: I'm flattered. Thank you, guys. But,
0: but but I will say this I will say that Julius Renner's attitude uh throughout the season was a, a bad omen for the entire team. When when you are arguing with referees, when you're trying to fight referees, Mm -hmm. when you're trying when when you disrespect your teammates in in the same instance, then that's 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 all negative. So I mean we we got what we deserve based on the decisions that were made throughout to
1: be civilized.
0: But it is what it is. Look, Look look look, cheesing, cheesing, stop cheesing, Kev. John Brown, stop cheesing. So a a welcome,
2: welcome to the channel, welcome to the program. Um, it's been, Thank a, it's been a pleasure you. to have the pot couple on with us. Yeah,
1: I, I I appreciate it. I'm not even going to um, dignify my counterpart with a response. So, you two are the <laughs> only ones that that are um, what's what's really? word for it, important wow. right now. Really, I'm not even going <laughs> to dignify. Wow. Um, I'm not going to dignify yeah. Oscar. If anybody doesn't yeah. know who Oscar is, Oscar is from <laughs> The Odd Couple years mm. ago, and right. he was the he was the dirty one. You see him with his Nick stuff on there and everything. That's all dirty. So I'm the I'm the clean one and sensible one.
2: Yeah, so. you're Felix. You're Felix. <laughs> all right, Felix, welcome aboard.
1: <laughs> welcome aboard. Let's go on the train and let's get Thank ready for so the much. playoffs. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> so
2: when you got on here, we were giving your partner Oscar, aka D Man, um, his flowers of the Obi topping. Phenomenal. And it looks incredible. like I have to keep
0: going in and out because there's a problem with my um, with my connection. So I'm gonna come back in one second.
1: Okay, okay. So you're fine. You're fine.
0: That that that's what Kev does. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm in a hotel and I got better connection. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're in a hotel right now. Wow,
0: I am. So, so I'm I'm still out and about uh, for the job, right? So I won't be home off. for for yeah. quite some time. But uh, as I'm able to jump on, I will jump. So let me ask you, uh, Kev. Um, I'm sorry, um, BX. All right, because <laughs> we got two Kevs on the screen, so I have to be clear as who I'm talking to. Right? Um, <laughs> were you able to make it to the game in Orlando?
2: No, I, I, I was on. the – We had WrestleMania um, watch along, and um, okay, I, I chose not to because they were out. They were away from from the playoff contention. I, I, Good right. thing I didn't buy the tickets. I wanted to buy the tickets, but you know, I it, it just it didn't work out there. I was gonna go also to Miami, and they didn't go. Good thing because once they got eliminated, it's like all right. So yeah, uh, I'll okay. save the money. But we just did the, we did two nights of WrestleMania watch along on the network, and mm-hmm. we were busy with that. And also at the mix, we uh, we did the game. Um, Chef Dan did the game. Um, while we were on the air, so yeah, it just, no. I, I, you know what, I was there for game two, I loved it. It, it, you know, so, and when it counted, so that was cool.
0: No doubt. Okay. So, so right. uh, I'm going to have to come down to Orlando, we're going to have to hang out, brother. Yeah,
2: I've been waiting, I've been I've been waiting and waiting, and, and, and you know it's like having gone out waiting for the lunch spots or somewhere to eat. And, like I'm, oh, like, I wait for uh, I, I'm actually down twenty pounds waiting for for you to come
1: to have lunch. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I feel you, brother. I feel you. I, I'm
0: I'm definitely gonna come through, and um, mm. we're gonna have to go through your fav- We're gonna have to go to your uh, favorite seafood spot.
2: Yeah, man. Just just have a right. just get bring an extra T-shirt because it's gonna get
1: messy.
0: Oh, I'm all about messy when it comes to seafood, for sure.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, messy, but bring your bib, too. Bring, bring your yeah, bib. They'll, they'll Look, provide one. They'll
2: provide one, but
0: yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say. If and you go,
1: your moist It. Yes.
0: If, if you go to a seafood restaurant and they don't start off with the bib, get up and walk out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, because they don't know what they're doing. Right,
1: they, right. And, they have no and, idea what they're doing. And speaking of teens that are hungry and famished, speaking of surprise teens that are hungry and famished, you got... Um, Memphis was hungry and famished. John Morant might come back tonight against New Orleans. Memphis I want to ask be a
0: problem. Memphis, Memphis is gonna, is gonna, be, a gonna be tough,
1: yeah. And tonight, they It'll can a tie problem. a franchise record with the 56 win tonight if they beat the Pelicans. So, I want to ask you guys how far do you think the Grizzlies will go to you in the playoffs? I'm,
0: I'm gonna give it a sentence. I'm gonna give him the semis, especially if Jaw's help. If mm-hmm. Jaw brings, he is he is that that dude that brings that energy. Uh, he he bring he brings that that just that dynamic to be able mm-hmm. to elevate you know the sixth man off the bench. That, right. That's the type of energy that he brings, mm-hmm. and I have faith because at this point the Grizzlies have nothing to lose, Boop. nothing. Right. So they, they can go out there and just leave it all on the court at the end of the day. And then what that does on the back end is when Jai goes to the front office and says, hey, go get me this guy. Go get me BX Sports Jedi. <laughs> I need BX on my team. Guess what they're going to do? The ph- BX phone going to be ringing off the hook. He's going to get a call from the GM. Right. Whoa, I'm in the from- grindhouse. Yes, exactly. That, look it is it, going down it's about to go down but I, i'm gonna give them the semis because okay. I, I believe that the people that normal sports fans that casual fans that they, they are in tune with big names celtics right. lakers uh the bucks uh and some some circles uh, not many Chicago. people talk
1: about the bucks not many people talk about the bucks though no i they don't they
0: don't Vegas's,
1: Vegas is Vegas a plus five hundred to to repeat. I can see that. I can see that though.
0: You'd be crazy not to.
1: If you don't have Milwaukee top five, it's just If you not have Milwaukee top five, as far as the winning the championship. And that's not I don't, bad
0: if, you, if if you take the
1: Memphis
2: Grizzlies at plus fourteen hundred, you put you know you could that's a good that's a pretty decent, decent bet.
1: They're to, deep. To Zaire Williams, Desmond Bain, De- Dylan Brooks came back. He's looked good. Steven Nass, good defender, good rebounder. You also have um, Tyrus Jones, smart player. Um, They'll be a tough foul. If I have to guess, I have a bold prediction. I think they're going to the Western Conference Finals. I got like Suns and Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think Steph's going to be healthy for the Warriors. I don't see it, man.
2: And if they do... Memphis is going to be a problem for the Western Conference for the year to come. They're going to be the next up and rising oh,
1: Warriors. Yeah.
2: Warriors. Warriors. group, for you sure. know how they really? came up. Yeah. That that they will lose the tough Western Conference series, but oof, they're going, be, they're, going be mm-hmm. they're going to be dangerous. They they you know what they're going to need if they make it to the Western Conference Finals and they lose, they're going to need a power forward. Oh yeah. to handle the ball at times. You know, um, who was once once upon a time was a play uh most improved player of the year. You know, in the three teams, you you know, that's yeah. I don't know. I wonder if there's a power forward that's available that could, you could go on for the Memphis that could be traded. I wonder, you know, and yeah. they only make 21 million dollars. Yeah. They, they, right. I think that fits under the salary cap. You know what, any one of them, um, T Man, do you have a no. power forward that you know?
0: No, no. I, got, I think
1: I do. Um, let, let me check the um, hang on, uh, we, we can send them to Randall. Exactly. That's exactly nice. what
2: I'm talking about.
1: Do <laughs> feel nice. nice in Memphis?
0: We, we, we yeah, I just... do.
2: I get my eyebrows done all the time, man. My my barber always takes care of my eyebrows. That's something that he does. And uh, and shout out to Alex, man. Thank you for noticing, though. That's my signature moment. That's my signature. My eyebrows. So thank you, man. <laughs>
1: Power forward, power
2: force. Okay. It was you know, G- just, Don't don't go too crazy. Um G man um um
1: G Money. I I, meant, I was- No no I understand. I understand. I understand. I <laughs> I am just I'm just blending in, I understand. Oh if you're Randall, him him and John, that would be nice. That would that would That'd be nice.
2: beautiful. Yeah, you know, it'd be beautiful. And if John goes down with an injury, you got a power forward who could uh handle the basketball, you know, we'll mm-hmm. do a three team trade. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So, cornerstone calf. How far do you think the Grizzly Bears can take their opponents and push them to hibernation? How far do you think the Grizz can go in the playoffs? Me personally, I believe in my heart, I think these guys can go to the um, to the to the um, to the Western Conference. um, now, finals? they will play? Yeah, the the Western Conference Finals. Okay. I think that's how good they are.
0: It took you long enough to get that out. Um, I'm, I'm glad you finally decided to say it. Say again?
1: Lord,
0: mm-hmm. I, it took you long enough to say it. I'm glad you got a chance to say it.
1: I just I don't it. think Steph's going to be healthy. And the Warriors, I don't know how Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, Toscano, I don't know how they're going to look in the playoffs, though. Clay looks good now, but I got to see this version of Clay in the playoffs,
0: you know? So I, I believe this, like I said before, I believe that the teams that we hold at that hierarchy, um, I don't believe that they're going to be able to produce at the level uh, to compete with these these young young up and coming teams that have nothing to lose. Just to be honest, so if if I'm a team, if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies and I have to, I have a matchup against the Warriors, especially a Warriors without Steph.
1: Or you a hobble stuff? Be- yeah. They're beating the Warriors oh, with a hobble
0: stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can't beat me. If I if I am John Moran.
1: Salute, Hack. Salute, Hector. What's going on, man? Salute, Hack. What's going on, man? Subscribe to For Love the Game. For
0: sure. For it- sure. Did you freeze? No, you were good. He's
2: good.
0: He good. He good. Yeah. He's good. I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do too much <laughs> on, on my laptop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have my home home setup to where I can just do stuff. But um, to your point, G-Bunny, um, I believe that a a a series between the Warriors and the Grizzlies, to be honest, I'm taking the Grizzlies.
1: Same here. I got Grizzlies seven. If the Warriors... Are not healthy. If they're healthy, that's a little bit different. But yeah, it,
0: yeah. Not... For facts, facts. Yes, for sure, for sure. But if 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 they're in the same oh, okay. situation they yeah. right now, I'm, I'm taking the Grizzlies all day long.
1: Right. And speaking of another hard-nosed defensive team. The Boston Celtics, no one's talking about this team. Well, mm. they're a great defensive team. I can't say nobody, some people are, but not many. You know, how far do you think the Celtics can go in the playoffs? I say the semifinals. You,
0: I say the finals, NBA really? finals. Yes,
2: okay, no, that's a bold take. You
0: gotta respect I respect that. Yes. I like that. I like, I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I make that prediction. The Celtics, right now are being underrated, right? So people are enamored with the the, the the Nets theme, and the Nets are trying to make it into the play in or they're in the play. So they're not even even in the playoffs. They have to play their way to get into the playoffs. So when when you look at who who is the number one team in the east right now the Miami Heat. Okay. So do you are you telling me that you would take the Heat over the celtics in a seven game series
1: yes i I
0: wouldn't there is no way i would no way possible with 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 brown and tatum clicking on all cylinders Mm. no no I, i i give it six games six boston is six and i hate boston with a passion i'm gonna tell you right now i hate them with a passion but Boston and Miami, Boston would then make people a believer.
1: I can understand you picking them over Miami. I can understand. I'm sorry if you you, G-Man. I'm very sorry. you
0: good. You're good. Go ahead, brother. You your show. Go ahead. Okay. You got to apologize to me.
1: Okay. I do think, and also Be Civilized has a good point. Memphis could lose in the first round of Minnesota. I don't think they will because I don't know how D'Angelo Russell – Edwards are looking to play, out, so I don't think they will. But that is a good point. I think Memphis would beat Minnesota. But back to Boston, um, yes, they're a great interior defensive team. But here's the thing: Robert Williams is not healthy. We have to understand that, bro. Robert okay. Williams is not healthy. That's that's gonna be a thing. Yes, I like Marcus Smart. They're good. He's a good defender. I like Jaylen Brown. He's a good defender. I love Derek White. He's a smart player. I can't respect the idea of Boston going to the finals because here's the thing. Uh, how can I see this team going to the finals when this team can be a little bit inconsistent offensively? Yes, I know the Celtics have go-to guys in Jason T. and Dylan Brown. I have to see these guys be consistent in the playoffs. They can be a little bit inconsistent. I'm not saying they're chokers. They're not chokers, but they can be a little bit up and down in the playoffs because if you can get the ball out of their hands and be physical and ball pressure these guys – you can limit the Celtics' possessions. And also we have to consider Udoka. Yes, Udoka's done a great job this year. He should be in the running of coach of the year. He's done a great job with the Celtics. Right. But he, he's not coached a playoff game yet. We don't know how he's going to coach in the playoffs because other coaches like Spolstra, Rivers, Boonehoser, et cetera, Nurse are going to make adjustments because they've been there before. I don't know how Udoka's going to look uh, going to coach in the playoffs. And also, yes, the Celtics have a great defense on the perimeter, but we don't know how Robert Williams is going to look when he comes back from healthy. I don't know. And also, what we have to consider, the Celtics don't have depth. They have a good defense, but they don't have bench depth. I just... Yes, do I think Boston will get out the first round? Yes. They'll get out the first round if they can avoid the Nets, in my opinion. But the... The second round, it depends. If they play like a Philly... They might be. they have a shot against Philly. Miami, I can understand you picking and being Miami. I can see it. But they play Milwaukee. I don't know how they'll beat Milwaukee because Milwaukee will kill him in size. And the Bucks are permanent defense. I know the Celtics beat them twice, but the Bucks also beat them twice too. And they have no one to stop Giannis going to the rack. And Drew Holiday, you could put him on um Jay, you could put him on other guards, though. And the Bucks are a better three-point shooting team than the Celtics and a better. And those are things we have to consider though. And they're a better rebounding team. So uh, again, the Celtics are a good team. I do think they'll be a tough out, but I don't trust their depth. I got to see Tatum and Brown be consistent in the playoffs. I got to see Jokic coaches in the playoffs. I just don't see Boston going to the finals. I just don't think they're there yet. So, be- so
2: before you before you mentioned Boston.
0: Man.
2: I would I would say Boston I liked it, Boston. As much as listen, I like right, the Yankees. Are about to, I'm about to leave in about another hour. The Yankees are about to play the Red Sox, and I I don't I dislike the city of Boston. You know anything that has to do with the Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, Patriots, dislike. But I was giving right. Boston Celtics some of their flowers though, they, to for them to go on a back kind of on a back to back game. They went to into Denver one against Denver. They won in Utah. Mm-hmm. They played well. Uh, the only thing that hurts them is the Robert Williams. I don't know if he's back in time for the playoffs or is he out indefinitely. Um,
1: uh we don't know yet. Time will tell. Okay, that was a big
2: blow. If he was there and, and along with their their trade, I I like them to make a nice deep playoff run. That I wouldn't have been far fetched if I see them in the NBA finals because Miami uh, Jazz their,
1: beat the Celtics in Utah. By the way,
2: did uh, they, they, they won some back to back games?
1: That they're one and they, one, the home team. Utah, the, Boston destroyed Utah in Boston by 28. Okay, then they went to Denver
2: and won. I know it was something yeah. recently, recent history. The Neither yeah. the left, the Knicks, a lot of players, a lot of teams don't go up to the mile High City to win. That's your point. They went out right. there and they, they had some big signature wins against top excellent NBA teams this mm-hmm. season.
1: Right. They're
2: there, and they have two good wing players. Was they added on? I, I I don't like I said that injury for Robin Williams hurt them because now they mm-hmm. had a rim runner protection, and mm-hmm. I think that would have gave the the what you call it the end the the end and, and uh, the Eastern Conference a headache because mm-hmm. first of all, Miami without a bio and, and company that team is explode exploding within. You saw the outburst. You saw the fighting within the bickering. Yes, they're still in the number one seed. If they fight, if they go to adversity in the playoffs, down mm-hmm. two games to one or three games to, they could, they just could fold.
1: You know. Good point. I agree with that. Good point.
2: Also, the the defending champions, they are the favorite, but it all depends on matchup. Boston might not have to even play Milwaukee. They might just, you know, they might be, they might have to play Brooklyn. I think I kind of like. I know you got Durant and 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 Kyrie, but. For some reason, Boston has a chip on the shoulder when they see that the Brooklyn Nets against them. Some teams just play. all oh, the better they they don't like Kyrie. They they get off for it. I mean, things and there's a lot of ifs. Yes, a lot of ifs. A lot of variables. Um,
1: you you fine, G man. I understand
2: G man. But if everything lines up well, it, you know you play who's in front of you, don't worry about if this guy this no no. You play whoever's in front of you. They execute their games, and, and that's why I G man's um thought of making them going to the final is not far fetched. You know, it, it's not bad it, in the world. They got a good they're also they're not a playing team that's got to play the extra game. You know, they don't have their backs against the wall. They're actually in good seating. They, you know, they they're ready. They, they could rest guys to end the season, start their their get ready gear for the playoffs. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at what we see at the end of the day. And as much as I dislike to say it, Boston in the NBA final, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be too surprising. I like his thought. I like his thinking. Um, that's a surprise, and that's a good pick. That's an outside the box. Why, why be chalk? You know, why be all the chalk? And, and and you know, it's sometimes sometimes you make your bones by making those kind of bold predictions. The same way as like Toronto. Toronto played very well. They have they have a head coach who was an NBA mm-hmm. champion, knows how to get these guys in gear. You got you know, it, 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 it's it's first time in a long time the Eastern Conference really doesn't have a favorite. Um, besides Milwaukee, you could say Milwaukee is, but we know that Milwaukee, when they get some shooting slumps, oof, they look
1: terrible. That's a good point. I mean, I, I get your point, and I understand the Celtics are, are are great defensively, but my only thing is this. If you can get them to turn the ball over, like ball pressuring Tatum and Brown, because remember, they don't have a great point guard. I know Derek White has helped them a little bit, but they don't have a great point guard we have to consider. And also, you have to consider this too. It's out Al for even to stay healthy. Remember, he's old. You don't know if he's going to stay healthy, though. Same thing with Tatum and Brown. Are they really going to stay healthy, though? Because they're injury prone. Same thing with Marcus Smart. So that's the thing. And you guys see to think, why does the Boston go to shooting slumps, though? The Celtics are not a great offensive team when you watch the games, though. So I know they improved their offense a little bit, but I just don't trust their offense in the playoffs. Because remember, game slows down, and teams are going to clog the paint with the Celtics and swarm the perimeter. So I, I-, I can't see Boston go through the finals. Could they get out the first? Will they get out the first round? If they get a good matchup, yeah, I think they can beat the Cavs or the Bulls or the the Hawks or the Hornets or the Raptors. I think they'll beat those teams, though. But if they play like the Nets, again, I understand the Nets are not a great defensive team. I get that. But consider this. When the Brooklyn Nets want to, they will play D when they want to. And the game is close. I trust Kyrie and KD, then Tatum and Brown. I've seen Tatum and Brown. Struggle with Jimmy Butler in a in a playoffs, though. I seen Tatum and Brown get walloped get walloped by Giannis back in 2019. I know that was with Kyrie, but still though. And wouldn't Kyrie play inspired against um uh, Boston though. And here's right. the thing we have to consider: Bruce Brown's a good defender, he's a good defender. Uh, Patty Mills, who knows? He might have a good series, though. Uh, you also have Lamarcus Aldrich, he might give you something here and there. You also have, um, who else? You also have Kelson Edwards. He can shoot the three here and there. I, I'm sorry. I, I like the Celtics, and they will be a tough out. But I just don't see the Celtics going far. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, what do you think about Come um on, the Dallas? I got, yeah? I, I, got a, I got
2: a quick before we move the, the team. I got a quick rebuttal on that. There, though, you and, and with all respect. You kind of contradict yourself there in a moment, G Money, and now, let me explain why.
1: Okay.
2: all those teams that you say that you could see Boston beat—I—I I beg the difference. I think Boston cannot be teams that have a center, a problem in the middle, and that's Cleveland. That's you know, uh, you know, all the uh, uh, Atlanta with Capella, all the teams that have a center who's a problem. And cause havoc for the Celtics and rebounding and, and low post scoring. Those are the teams that will give the Celtics problems. Teams that the teams that play with the wing and don't have a, a, a center to command. Like I think those are the teams that Celtics really match up well. And, and, and other than Giannis, and Giannis is not really a center, but he plays like a center. True. It, it's it's where I could say that's why I kind of like Boston in those areas. I know what you mean with the ball handling with the point guard situation. Um, but they got two wings that I like to play with them, with the ball in their hands and, and create for others and spread the floor. I think, you know, and that's where they get hurt with the center. They, if they play a team that that's why they play the Cavaliers. I like Boston to lose to the Cavaliers, believe it or not, even on the line because of the center and the height. The, the length.
1: If the Cavs were healthy, I can see your point. They were healthy right now. Right now. I don't know. They're not healthy.
2: Bro, yeah, they, they're going to have a week to get it. You know, you know they're going to play the play-in, and if they win that play-in, then they got some time there. But, yeah, I could see that. But what was the other matchup?
1: I just wanted to elaborate. Um, Uh You said you think the Cavs will beat the Celtics. I mean, I get your point with the size, and that is a good point. I'll give you that. But my thing is that you also have to consider playoff experience. I just think that Boston has more playoff experience than Cleveland. I don't know how Garland's going to look in the playoffs in Mobley. I think Boston slay him more enough than Cleveland. Atlanta, the Haw- I know you, you have not been a big fan of the Hawks this year. You told me earlier they were not going to make the playoffs. You might mm-hmm. be right. T- time will tell. We'll find out. You might be right. I think the Celtics might beat the Hawks because, again, I understand the Hawks can shoot threes, but why would it the Hawks are cold from three? And Atlanta can be turnover prone sometimes, though. So that's the thing, though. And, uh, again, Pudge Ness, I know Gar- they might not stop Garland, but how is Garland going to look in the playoffs, though? That's something we have to consider. Not everyone could just go into the playoffs and dominate, you know what I mean? Remember, the playoffs is a different game, teams are going to make adjustments, though. Example: look at Julius Randle last year, Randle was dominant against Atlanta in the regular season. Did we think he was going to suck the way he did against Atlanta in the playoffs?
2: Because no it's, one thought it's, it's a seven-game series, but now a, and also it's not a mm-hmm. gauntlet. There's time for adjustments, there's See? time where guys are going to be relaxed, they're not going to, there's not back-to-back, you're going to have rest in between. You know and, and they're going to make those adjustments team rebounding or, or or you know take the ball out of x y players hands that's what happened last year they decide you know what we're not going to let julius try to get double team high post mm-hmm. double team and get the ball out of julius Randle's hand and right? we're going to dare anyone mm-hmm. else on the team to hit the shots and that was you know it, it, hindsight is 2020. the Knicks knew that RJ should have went to the basket with more authority but you know, they're, they're, I I digress. We're not
1: going to go back in that. In that no, before. I I understand your point. I understand your point. And and Lewis had a great point, and you made a great point too. You guys said Boston struggles against great rebounding teams, which exactly. I give you that, that. and that's my point to why I don't see it. Which I don't understand the idea of Boston going to the finals because Milwaukee can rebound, Lopez can rebound, um, Giannis, is Lopez, is, yet? Lopez. Yeah, he's back. He's been back. He came against Utah a, a month ago. Giannis is a great rebounder. Drew Hardy is an underrated rebounder. If they play Philadelphia, Embiid is a great rebounder. Hard is an underrated rebounder. So that's my thing. So that's my thing with Boston. So th- that's my thing with the Celtics. I say second round and out by time will tell. What about the Dallas Mavericks? How far do you think the Mavs are going to go in the playoffs? I think the Mavs will beat the Nuggets or the Jazz in the first round. But I think they lose... To the Grizzlies or the Suns and the Semis. What do you think?
2: Grizzlies or the Suns?
1: Is... No, I'm talking about the Mavericks, though. How far do you think the no, Mavericks I'm thinking, will go? I'm
2: thinking, I'm thinking of the Dallas. Dallas right now, sneaky, quietly good. You know, oh, it's a fair they're fair. not that seen that the Knicks <laughs> lambasted twice. You know, beat up, beat up. Um, they're a sneaky good team. You know, I, I, I and I'm told, and I mentioned this. I've been saying now. I'm on the soapbox since summer. Written, and I don't know why Washington, what the hell Washington was thinking. That's why some teams stay the way they are. Spencer Dinwiddie made a big difference on that team. Mm-hmm. The number mm-hmm. may not be sexy, it may not be you know, out of, you know, eye popping, but his presence there and what he provides, you know, just a big difference. Washington started off really was eight and three in the first United Ten and
1: ten, 10 and three, ten and, three and,
2: and, and you know Dinwiddie. You know, yeah it's, they might say he's not one hundred percent healthy, or or it could be just. You know, rhetoric that they say, you know, why we got rid of him, you know, and, and so forth. But Dallas is sneaky good. You know, Luka Dantage now has some, uh, someone to alleviate in the playoffs. I think, you know, spending Woody in the playoffs is going to be a big money shot, um, player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also have great defender from Bullock. You know, Bullock, he played in, you know, he, he, he's, don't you know, think he has a sour taste of getting bumped? You know, reason why he's no longer in New York because he failed that assignment and stopped Trey Young. He, you don't think he's alive, right. He, to get to get back in the playoffs and play good defense mm-hmm. and and right the wrong on his defensive mm-hmm. uh, his defensive struggle in the playoffs, you you know they 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 got away from the whole Porzingis thing. I'm not saying he was a detriment to the team, but it's just like they got out like an injection of energy and, and a different point of view. You know, I know Bertans sometimes can't shoot the ball, not even in in, in, a, in a large body of water at times, but still, all mm-hmm. in all, it's just like a whole different dynamic. You never know, guys, you know, in the playoffs be more focused. A guy, you know, maybe Pertonson in the playoffs becomes lights out. You never know. Probably. There's a lot of ifs. But Dallas, I can see him going in the second round. Um,
1: yeah.
2: And I think they'll knock off Utah. I think Utah goes home in the first round, man.
1: There's a uh, lot of great. there's a lot of
2: speculation, a lot of rumors. Quinn Snyder, uh, you know, not going to stay in Utah, not being fired, but taking another job, either with the tenants on the Spurs being Rich successor, now there's a lot of talks that the Laker job is open. You know, when mm-hmm. there's an opportunity on one of those kind of um, NBA um, franchises, gravitating NBA franchises that calls you, taps you on the shoulder, like a Utah, uh, like a Lakers, you're like, man, Lakers are calling for me to go there, and I'm in Utah? Yeah, you're going to go to the Lakers regardless of the situation, because you're going to, you know, do, you, know you, you go to those legacy teams. You know, if they ask you if you want to come it's the same. For instance, if you're a major league manager and they ask you, if you want to manage the Yankees, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna to jump to that or the Red Sox. You know those prestige, you know franchises. They they come knocking, they come tapping you on the shoulder. You're gonna listen, right? And when there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, Quinn Snyder's name is being mentioned all the time, or you know, right. um, since the since the, in the middle of the season. So there's got to be some smoke. He must be not happy, or he sees the running on the wall, and they see that might be Utah might be. The Dark Ages of Utah might be coming up for rebuild, but that we you know that's just to take away from the sidetrack. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I think to sidetrack that, but there's a lot of distractions for the Utah Jazz in the first round going in, and I think Dallas, a uh, Dallas Maverick team, is um, sneaky quiet, and they're they did they've been really good. All of a sudden, you know they weren't they weren't the poster child in in the regular season. You know, hey, you know they didn't feed us them down our throat on national television, but they really are. But when you look at it, when that does settle, they're mm-hmm.
1: really good, bro. They're yeah, really good. They yeah. yeah. shoot
2: threes? The you some you are them. what your record are. You are what
1: your thank record is you. saying. the record says that they're good. Thank you. Th- th- thank you. Great point. That's that's the golden record. I always tell people, like you just said, you are what your record says are. They're a great defensive team. Uh, and and Lewis has a good point there. If Gobert does not, if Gobert is not put on switches too much, the Jazz – have a great chance being the Mavs. But I have a feeling that the Mavs are such a good three-point. The Mavs can be streaky from three sometimes, but the Mavs can just hit threes, and Luka Doncic can just get to the rack at will. Because they're not going to stop Luka Doncic, though. The the Jazz have no one to stop Luka Doncic, though. And I think the Mavs would beat the Jazz because the Jazz don't guard the perimeter very well at all. I don't trust the Jazz IQ in the playoffs, man. Clarkson shoots under 40% in the playoffs. Um... Conley streaking in the playoffs. Um, Rudy Gay shoots around forty percent in the playoffs. I don't know. And Lewis Sportsman has another great take with coaches like Snyder and Doc Rivers. They're one of, all right, good job,
2: good job there. I got. You. They're one of quote. the,
1: I think, is foot in and one foot out with all these rumors. He has a good point because it's big for Philadelphia too, which we'll get to Philly in a moment. If Utah doesn't, in my opinion, Quinn Snyder has a lot to prove. He has to get to the Western Conference Finals. No more excuses. The the furthest you have gone is the second round. against. uh, That was last year against the Clippers. You were up 25 in game six last year and lost game six. You were up double digits in game five at home and lost to the Clippers without Kawhi (laughs) Leonard and Serge Ibaka. And then the year before, 2020, you had a 3-1 lead on the Denver Nuggets and blew that series. He has he has to get to the conference finals this year. If he if he doesn't go far, he's gone. He 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 might be gone. And Doc Rivers, I agree with Lewis. If Doc Rivers doesn't go far with James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, he may be fired too. He may be fired too though. If, or
2: yeah. If Doc Rivers Coach Rivers loses the first round, you know, because it, it could happen. They could get a tough matchup. They could actually play be the, the number two seed um or, or the three in or you know, the two seed and play Brooklyn first round. Brooklyn knocks them off. Rivers, you know, hmm. after they make that Harden trade, you know, that that probably, a lot hmm. I mean, a lot of things. Um 76 has got a lot of pressure. All that that, that fiasco with Ben Hunted, uh, you know. With ben Simmons, excuse me, Ben Hardy, look at me and combining their names. Excuse me, guys, I'm only trying <laughs> to do a lineup, making up a lineup for the Yankee watch along that's coming up in two hours. Um, and, and I think he's in hot water. If he does it, they get it, they buy out early. Um, Quinn Snyder, I don't he's safe, even if you know, even though we have him on the list there. Uh, coach, I don't think Utah will fire him. I can see him. Um, they'll say, You're more than happy if you want to take another job. You know, uh, just that's not Utah style. I think Utah okay. wants to keep him there. Okay. One person I could see a, co- uh, a head coaching change if they lead, if they get rounds by second round or first round is Miami, believe it or not. And it's like, Can you? you know, you crazy? Eric Spoltra? Eric Spoltra is a hell of a good coach. Yes, indeed he is. But I don't know what the hell happened, what was said there in Miami, but it did not look good for him the way he lost his cool with Jimmy Butler slamming, you know, and I'm not saying Spoelstra is at fault because Jimmy Butler could be a pain in the rear end and might have, you know, pushed the right minds to the head coach. That's why you saw Haslam come in and defending him, but he just escalated. He just totally, you know, maybe... show. I'm not saying that he's a bad head coach. It might be a sign that he might need a break. He's been coaching for what, the long, one of the longest tenure coaches in the NBA right now. He might need a year off. You know, maybe they bring an interim coach for Miami for a while, you know, let him take a year, you know, Oh, and if the coach struggles here, you always bring Sposher back. You put him in a front office position the same way we did with a Brad Stevens. But uh, Maybe Miami might want to think, you know, rally and say, you know what, let's bring another head coach. You know, you're burnt right now. You need to, re. He maybe he needs his batteries to be re-energized. He looks like, he looks like he's kind of, you know, he's a hell of a coach. He's great at what he does, but maybe he's a little, you know, fed up with right. the coaching Brigham Monroe's and dealing with the Eagles with Jimmy Butler and company. You know, then you bring in a player like you know, and there's nothing wrong with Victor, Victor Oladipo, but he's injured, you know, and expectation levels and not leading and stuff like that. So maybe that's a reason. Maybe I could, that's why I put Spolstra on that list. Um, we all know Alvin Ventry would not be going back to the will Yeah, be. he's done. It would be a dumb move, but they bring him back. He, would, though he was an in- interim head coach, but, uh, you know, that's going to be a coaching event, vacancy there. Nate McMillan, the Hawks fans, don't like him. I don't believe in Nate McMillan. I told you since the beginning. Before we did our season season predictions, I, I said the Hawks weren't going to make the playoffs. They're in the play-in. They could still make me look wrong, but they, they they were just barely at the skin of their teeth. But I don't I don't see Nick McMillan returning either to Atlanta. Um, let's see. You you put James um, Barago over from from
1: from Charlotte. It. Oh, yeah. They gotta make it this year. Uh, they gotta make it. They haven't been in playoffs since 2016. They gotta I make it this you. year.
2: But Steve Clifford was there for a while, and he before they got rid of him, they you know they. Uh, unless if you, I don't know if you're, you know, I don't know, I don't know what Jordan's thinking. A hell of a basketball player, a basketball player, but not a good executive. You know. Yeah, I
1: agree with that. He's a bad a good
2: executive. You know, he you know, but it is what it is. You're great at one thing and maybe not good at the other. But you know, he's not a great executive making orders. on... you know, even if he really could hire a real good team president and just. Go for it, um, but who knows? I, I don't, I don't see him firing him there. They, okay. The team that looked like the players like him, the head coach there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a young a, a team that's a rising, um, ascending. So I don't see James. I think James is safe. And on Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau, they gave him the good vote mm-hmm. of confidence here by management. Although there was rumblings at the All Star um, break, right West was in Don's ears. um The Knicks got to show their stability. They got some, right. and by the kids playing on the floor and the way they're playing really well showing that influx of talent you know that they they could draft smart and with the guys that they draft they look like nba players even on even when you draft at like the 54th pick on the second round jericho sims looks like he's a right now a really oh. good good yes, backup so. center at you know mm-hmm. you know and not limiting him for now he, he could be on a really good team as a really good backup center and who knows, he you know, he develops and, and, and pops off. Who knows? Do you remember he was a second-round pick, but he could be he might be a starting center, a good starting center. But right now, it looks like he's a good second fiddle. Um, also, you know, you Quentin Grimes looks like an assassin on, on offense who can shoot the ball from everywhere. Also, a great defender, you know, and, and quickly, the way they bought quickly, you know, they drafted, they traded, they moved Morris and they got that pick from the Clippers, they turned him into that. Then Obi Toppin last mm-hmm. night, career-wise, that we talked with, with G-Man, you know, and it's showing that they could scout. They moved Miles McBride, you know, where they got mm-hmm. him. They they actually picked up an extra pick and they still ended up getting Miles McBride. Don't forget the one pick that we're talking about was Jokic, Yantabitis, who was maybe a Spaniard lead in Europe. He was, I think he was MVP, or he he had a phenomenal year. One of those two. I don't follow the excuse me, I don't I didn't follow follow overseas, you know, too much sports but he had had a phenomenal overseas season. He's going to be here next year. You know, we saw a little bit, a spare amount in the summer league, and what we saw was phenomenal. So the point is the New York Knicks organization as a whole, Brock Aller, you know, and the scouting department, they know how to scout. And Thibodeau, all we got to do is, could it be that internal talk with Tom Thibodeau? Hey, is he really the head coach here that's going to help us? With these young kids, I mean he's loyal to the veterans, you know. But he plays them when he plays them, they they give him results. You know, maybe they have to have a heart to heart with him, you know, and say you need to change a little bit of your ways. Maybe that maybe there's a Tom Coughlin conversation here that like Coughlin had to change a little bit of his ways, and he got look what Coughlin ended up with two two Super Bowls. So could it be there? A lot of people say no. I could say the fan base is 55-45. You know, Thibodeau might not um, – it's going to stay no to Stubborn and 50-45 says, yeah, he might change. You know, it's his last NBA career, uh, last NBA head coaching shot, maybe he – you know, and you remove the the attachment of a Julius Randle, that veterans. you take some of the veterans away, maybe he's going to have to yeah. develop and play the young kids. Who knows? You know, that's going to be a, a really interesting conversation for the whole summer, you know, from now until, you know, draft night, if they what – they, what direction or two weeks before draft night – what directions they want to do Lose with, with Melo, um what they want to do with, with 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 Thibodeau but it'll be interesting so those are the head coaches that we're talking about around the league we yeah. all know that we're not even going to talk about the Lakers we all know Frank Vogel will not be retained yeah. He will not be retaining they're going to change the direction they've got to put a scapegoat on this um bad season for the Lakers and you can't really play it on westbrook because you kind of you 45 million dollars at westbrook or 40 plus million that westbrook makes you can't put it on him because then you won't be able to move him although fan makes want to so you have to use um logo as your scapegoat hey you want a heck you want an nba title you are nba champion thank you you were coach of the year in in indiana and so forth he has a good
1: resume yes then um, you,
2: you make him the scapegoat you move around. Russ
1: is gonna make million. I'm sorry for interrupting you, man. I'm very sorry. Russ no, is no, gonna make 47. No, no. Russ is gonna make 47 million next year. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's forty-seven million dollar contract. It's gonna really be difficult to move, you know, and you can't and you gotta play him next year. No one, and if you blame it on all we sold in him, you won't be able to trade him, move him around for assets or do whatever the case, although it's still gonna be impossible to I heard
1: the Lakers might wave Westbrook. That's what I heard, or trade him to the Hornets.
2: It, it could anything could happen. I don't, you know, anything could happen because it is a
1: and it is an
2: expiring deal, or he's going to be a free agent after next year. He, so there is value to that, despite, even though crazy as it sounds, at forty-seven million dollars. But you know, but anything could happen. But that's why I think you know Los Angeles they're going to need a new head coach now. Los Angeles likes to make a big splash, likes to make a big you know show, showman, showboat, showtime. That's why the Sposher move, you know, I'll be surprised Spoelstra if decides to leave, you know, say, hey, I I am I'm worn out, whatever, from Miami. And I can see Sposher in Los Angeles as the head coach of the Lakers. You know,
1: so that would be a good move for the Lakers, because Sposher could help make adjustments. He's a good defensive coach. And, and also, bowl he's bowl coach in.
2: LeBron James
1: already. Good, great point, too. He coached LeBron already. LeBron likes... I mean, at first, LeBron didn't like Spoelstra at first, but then he grew to like him because Dwayne Wade and Pat Riley had to convince LeBron to get used to Spoelstra, and then LeBron started to get used to him more. So, like you said, that's a great point there. He used to coach LeBron, Wade, and Bosch back in 2011, 12, 13, and 14. If I have to guess, I don't think is going to leave Miami. I just don't okay. see it. Thibodeau, 50 50. Gentry is gone. Vogel's gone. Rivers, time will tell what Philly does in the playoffs. McMillan, and my friend, and Lewis number made a great point because I used to be, I, I go on his channel a lot, and he said this before because I did a live stream with him. Nate McMillan has a history of having a good team in his first year, like his team plays well his first year, and then the second year they just flounder in his second year. Atlanta was not supposed to be in a the plan. They're supposed to be at a top-six seed. Right. And the fact that they're fighting for a playing spot, I understand they've had injuries besides every team in the NBA. They should be better than what they are now. Nick McMillan needs to make adjustments, though. Uh, and and I know you're not a big fan of him, which I can understand, because McMillan's not done a good job with the Hawks this year compared to last year when they finish um, 27-11 at the start of 14-20 last year. So he might be gone, if, especially if the Hawks don't even make the playoffs after being in the Eastern Conference Finals. He might be gone. Doc Rivers. Doc has to do something. I understand he won a title back in 2008, but the fact that the Celtics only won one title with the big threes is a disappointment. And the Clippers, every year with that, with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford, Matt Barnes, you choke every year. 2014, you lost to the Thunder. 2015, blow blew three only to the Rockets. 2016, you lost to the Blazers. I know injuries play a part, but still, 2017 he lost to the Jazz in the first round. I understand that. But you get the whole point. And, and then last year, blowing a three. Last year, losing to the Hawks in the second round. If You, you have Harden and Embiid. If you don't win a title this season, in my opinion, if Doc Rivers does not go far this year, like you said, he might be gone. There's, there's no more excuses for Doc Rivers. You have the talent and the experience to win. So time will tell. Quinn Snyder... I heard he might be the next Spurs head coach. Do You think that might be a realistic thing? Pop retires. It,
2: it, it, it's been a lot of traction there. Well, I have a good friend who's a Spurs fan, average of, I mean, a maniac Spurs fan, a great friend of mine. And he's telling mm-hmm. me that a lot of a lot of traction, a lot of a lot of um, juice there. And and G Money back to mm-hmm. to back to um, Nathan Minnion. I told you that it's October. We have I have the video footage. I told you in October. I don't believe that. And I told you exactly how your friend told you that recently. I told you that way back in October. I told you, I seen this film with Nate McMillan. He's a great interim coach. The mm-hmm. team plays inspired. They play over their head. You give the them first a year, year, first year. You give them back. You run them back, and the, the 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 bottom falls out. I told you, I seen that film already in Indiana. I told you that's exactly what has going to happen. What was going to happen this year with Atlanta? And I told you that in October, right before we started. And
1: game, you were right, and I was wrong. You were right, and I was wrong, man.
2: I'm, I told you that was gonna happen, and and they should have not even they they be honest with you, and you you know anyway you are what your record are anyway. But if the Knicks would have got their heads out of their rear end, they would have been right now in the Atlanta Hawks situation, and the Hawks will be going home right now. To be honest.
1: With you. Well, we can say the same thing with the Wizards too. The Wizards. The
2: we can say the same thing, but I'm just saying. But but mm-hmm. if those two teams would have played and not lose those 20 point games or those games that have won in their bag, Atlanta mm-hmm. would have been We'll be seeing them, and Mike Miller would have been fired already.
1: Oh, he would. Oh, he would've been gone. But hey, we can do. I, I, hey, I get your point. I agree with that. But hey, during the playing, and if they lose the playing, which is very possible, because that Brooklyn, Cleveland, and Charlotte. I don't think they the more I thought about this, man, I think you're going to be right, and I might be wrong. I don't think the Hawks make the playoffs. I think they lose to the Hornets, or if they do beat the Hornets, if they play them. They're Not being the Nets or the Cavs. You got let's be realistic. Do you trust the Hawks to beat the, the Nets in a the, the one-game thing? Because even if an injury would happen to Brooklyn, Kyrie or KD still enough to beat Atlanta though. Because w- if you want to go by hypothetical, what was the Trey Young goes down with an injury? Then it's over though. I, I don't use hypotheticals because I always assume everyone's healthy. I always assume everyone's healthy. Because Brooklyn just has more experience. If they play Cleveland, they have no one to stop Darius Garland on drives. Mobley would t- protect the ring. He could shoot the three. Uh, Terrence Rivera go off in that series in that one game. And even don't think about Kevin Love. He might have a big game. Or even Shetty Osmond. The tabs are just deeper than the Hawks. So, you might. I think you're going to be right, Jeddah. I think the Hawks would just be too inconsistent, man. I mean, come on. Lo- losing to the Magic, Pistons twice, Rockets. Like, come on. Like, yeah, that's They un- are they, having a lot of letdown games. A
2: lot of left on games they should have won, you know, and, and that's the sign of a team that's bad, you know. You know, and Unfortunately, we saw that film happen to us. We got bit by the Orlando Magic at home twice. We lost two games to Orlando Magic as a Knicks fan. Thunder
0: you know, twice.
2: Thunder twice. We got swept by the Thunder. You know, and, and the Hawks are going through that same kind of trajectory. We've seen that film with them. Um, I like it. I do not see the Hawks beating the, the Hornets in the 9-10 game. Hornets is just too deep. You know, when mm-hmm. you got that, you know, they one thing that – Hawks, you're not playing a team that doesn't have a point guard. Lamella Ball right. is a point
0: guard. That's what right. the
2: Hawks, you know, the Hawks tried, and, and and even with that, we took three out of four from the Atlanta Hawks this season. Crazy, he, yeah. Without a point guard, you know, and Trey Young still yeah. had his points. Lamella Ball, and and I hate to do the NBA math. I don't like to do, well, he scores 20 points and this score 20 points. They cancel each other. No, 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 no. It's the eyeball on the floor. You know, they have a point guard that can answer Trey Young's point guard. Great, you point. Great they, point. They do. But, it, Atlanta has a lot of shooters and Hoarder, Ganagari, you know, and, and, and Hunter and so forth. The the Charlotte Hornets also, PJ Washington. They have an uh upstart of guys that could answer to go toe to toe. talent mm-hmm. to talent, and I think Atlanta and I think Charlotte has just a little more more talent. I I you know I'd say that. John Collins is out for the season, right? He's not returning.
1: Uh he might come back. Time we just have to find out, he okay. might come back. But I like Miles
2: Bridges. I like Miles which is better.
1: I agree with that. Much Actually. better than John
2: Collins. And he's and he's much more physical. And I and I like right. him. and he's just and, cool. and remember Bridges is playing for a contract. True. He, he turned down a contract and he's banking on himself. Nothing more motivates a player. And I said it time after time. Got a player ready looking for his next contract to make his bag in a playoff series. Even if all he needs to do is get in, get his team into the playoffs, even if they get a and sweep, that's enough to make enough to make up his badge. and I think mm-hmm. he'll be motivated. And that's why I think the Hawks, the Hawks will be going fishing. Um, get they're gonna have a charter play a charter boat ready for waiting for them. Um, was it Thursday? Whatever the playing starts. And Tuesday. Friday, Tuesday by Thursday. For Saturday. The weather's gonna be nice. The 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 sea's
1: not gonna be choppy.
2: So they could get their get their fishing gear and and. Come aboard.
1: And speaking of the plan, who do you think gets seven and eight in the West and East? Who do you think gets in? Well, it's going to be Brooklyn and Cleveland. We know that in the East,
2: okay. that's for sure. That that is, that is that is book it. Um, you know, and it's going to be in Brooklyn. It's going to be um, well, it's going to be in Brooklyn. Um, let me look again at the the West. No, it, it, it's not going to change, G Money. It's not going to change. Mm-hmm. It's going to stay just like that. They're going to play in Minnesota, which is good for Minnesota for for hosting a plan. I think the Wolves win that. Um I think the Clippers win that. Whoa. I think the Clippers I think George is going to I think they're going to have just enough. I think Clippers win that, but but I think uh the Timberwolves win win get in the playoffs. 7-8 I think it gets in the playoffs. I like the San Antonio Spurs actually to win to beat the New Orleans Pelicans. I like I like yeah. San Antonio. I think the part, San Antonio eliminates Olymp, San Antonio gets to play um Minnesota. Minnesota, and I think Minnesota just got too much talent there. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a good game, but I think, you know, I think it's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, going up against your your, your European sons, bro. That's going right. to be a tough one because you got a center in Aiden who wants mm-hmm. to get paid, but Kat True. wants to show that he's, he's right now one of the top elite centers. You know, if it happens, if it happens, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down next week if it happens for the matchup. Um, G-Money, I'm going to have to get going. Um, you want to wrap up, so, because I have to prepare yeah. for the Yankee watch along?
1: Right, right, right. right. Right, right. Uh, right. I'll make my quick predictions quick. I got cat. Ka- I got Nets at seven, Kaz at eight, seven. I got the T Wolves being the Clippers, and I got the eight seed. I'm going with the Clippers, the eight seed. So, yeah, I don't think the Pelicans have enough, and I don't think the Spurs have enough. The Spurs, I don't think they have enough, and the Clippers Pelicans don't think they have enough. So, with that, thank you, Jedi, for coming to the G Money Hoop Show. Thank you, um, G-Man. Thank you, Cornerstone Cat. Thank you for everyone coming to the show. It was a great stream. Juicy playoffs coming up next Saturday. This weekend, the playing tournament starts Tuesday on TNT, 7 o'clock. You have the Clippers and T-Wolves playing 9.30 on TNT. The Pelicans and Spurs will play each other either in New Orleans or in San Antonio on Wednesday on ESPN. Can't wait for that. So with that, Enjoy that. You had the 7-8 game on Tuesday night. You had the 9-10 game on Wednesday night. So that'll, that'll be fun there. So And then after that, you got the last, then no game Thursday. And then Friday, you have the winner of 7-8. and 8, Sorry, loser 7-8 play the winner of 9-10 on Friday. So with that, thank you for coming to the show. And enjoy the playoffs. Stay safe. Rest in peace, Dwayne Hoskins. Condolences to the family. Enjoy your weekend. May God bless you. Keep you safe. Stay healthy. And deuces, everyone.
2: All right, right. I I'm going to say real quick, thank you to Big Civilized for we'll joining us in the chat. Jose Melo, thank you so much. Lewis Sports Network, please. Check him out. Check him out. G-Money. Subscribe to Lewis
1: Sports Network, please. G-Money
2: goes on the program there, so he's a friend of the program of G-Money, and G-Money is a uh, panelist there as well. So please check them out. Subscribe as well for Hector, for the love of the game and, uh, mm-hmm. podcast. So, so salute to them. Thank you so much um, for coming aboard. Subscribe. Of course, it's always great to see the most nicest guy in the chat. Pudge Nice in the building. So salute to the surprise night who was, was in the building. Of course, the most civilized man in the Jedi Network, Be Civilized. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we also had the Sarge, the first Sarge of the Mixed Universe content and the G-Man for life. Sarge in the building. Thank you so much. Again, Project Head the Nerd from the Love of the Game. Thank you for joining us. I'm um, 100% true, who didn't like my eyebrows. But you know what? Mad love to you, though. Thank you so much. I appreciate it uh, for coming aboard and watching along with us. Uh, also, everyone that joined us in the chat. So I appreciate it. Still, Nick's Ron. So don't forget, still Nick's fan. Also, please check him out. You know, always, always, always supporting my channel. No matter what basketball content we do, he is a friend, a, a, a friend of the program. Always joining us. Still Knicks fans always um, shouting us out on this channel as well. So thank you Ron and John. They 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 Mm -hmm. good content, a good friend. Mm -hmm. I love when we all work together, network. You know, it was a blessing to have the pod couple on Kevin Cornerstone Kev. um, Thank you for joining us for popping on there. I wish your internet was working. I would have loved to have more elaborate conversation with you. But maybe in the future we'll get some time. We'll have a conversation about you know. I know you like wrestling as well and and Marvel movies. So you're hitting touching a, a subject that the jedi likes too so one of these days we'll have a conversation with those on those different subjects but once again thank you guys i will be back on in about another hour and a half to do the yankees red sox please join me on the launch along new york yankees boston red sox and of course you know tomorrow night the season finale Knicks take on the raptors chef dan dangerous myself will be on and jay boogie hold on we have to wait stop the show we want to say of course The main man J Boogie Boogie. salute J Boogie always, man. Salute my main man, J Boogie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by. And we can have the closer. We close the show with the closer. Beautiful Mm -hmm. timing. Thank you, J Boogie. We appreciate it. Many blessings to you. Many blessings, my friend. Thank you. And keep it up, man. We're seeing you all over. We saw you down here in Orlando, Florida on the telecast on NBA TV. So you know, we were, you know what. We never met, but we were proud. Uh, you know what we say? We were proud to see you on there representing NY, the New York Knicks. You made us proud there, man. Thank you, J-Boogie, man. Many blessings with you, man, in the building. So let's take it. you know Enjoy the rest of the weekend from the BX4 Chattery Network, the G-Money, Notorious G-Money Hoop Show. May the sports be with you. May the Knicks be with you, of course. And may the base basketball and baseball and sports always be with you guys, man. Love one another, and we'll see you next time. Oh. Wow.